For now, we'll be listening to Imam Fahim Isaacs. We're coming to your live 91.3 FM serial from Halilul Rahman Jama Masjid, or known as the Alasmiya Masjid in Bokap in, in the District 6 area. Masjid was established in 1908, thus making it 107 years old, subhanAllah. الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا قبته للمتقين والجنة بالموحدين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين رب اسرح لي صدري ويسر لأمري وحل الأقدة من لسانه يفقه قولي اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا اللهم ارزقنا فهما يا ذا الجلال والكرام وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته All praise and thanks be to Allah Ta'ala the cherisher and sustainer of all creations and peace and blessings of Allah be upon our beloved prophet and master Sayyidina Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who was given the divine inspiration, the Holy Qur'an, and its authentic Sunnah. Jama'atul Muslimin, and of course to the listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, that this hour of Yawmul Jum'ah, and the sacred month, the month of the Hijjah, and a very, very, very sacred day, that will dawn upon the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam today the hour of hukuf and where the multitude of Muslims gather in a very sacred place in this very sacred city the city of Makkah al-Mukarramah it is the hour of time it is the moment where each and every hujaj, each and every haji is waiting patiently for that day, for that moment, for that hour, for that minute, for that second, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to listen to them, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to respond to their supplications, to their du'as. It is the moment, that hour, that day, that ground of Arafah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive the multitude of Muslims that will seek nothing else but only and only the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we pray and we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all the difficulties that has happened, with all the trials and tribulations that many hujaj has already faced, that is but only a drop in the ocean of what me and you and what the ummah globally still has to face under the watchful eye of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Few people has lost their lives. But those are people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, while death came to them in that state, in that holy city, in Baytul Atiq, at the Baytullah, at the house of Allah ta'ala, when death approaches them, 
Allah Ta'ala has already opened the doors of Jannah for them. Why? Is the migration that they have undertook towards the Baytullah, the house of Allah subhanahu nowhere else. If me and you are to die journeying to anywhere else on the face of the earth, you are not being considered as a guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are but only considered as a traveler somewhere, but you don't know even know where you're going to. But when you make this azam, this niyyah, and you have made this intense niyyah to go and perform this ibadat of hajj, you know one thing for sure, as the Nabi alayhim salatu wassalam has indicated to us in a prophetic hadith, when he says, Al-Hajjul Mabrur, Laysa Lahul Jaza'u Illa Al-Jannah, that the Hajj that have been performed with Birwa righteousness, there's no other reward for the journey of Hajj, Illa Al-Jannah, except the reward of the Jannah. And another riwayat, we have looked at this previously for a few weeks ago, as the Nabi alayhim salatu wassalam has also indicated, that a person who performs a Hajj Bir righteousness, with all righteousness, he stood on Arafah. He did what Allah Ta'ala expected from him to do on the journey of Hajj. وَلَا رَفَثَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجْزِ That there was no wickedness in the journey in this ibadat of Hajj. There was no adultery in this ibadat of Hajj. There was no idle talk in the journey of Hajj. He did not do anything and I outer of that which was evil or wrong in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Haji will return home after having performed such an Hajj like the day his mother has given birth to him or her, free of sins. That is the reward indicated by our illustrious master Sayyidina Muhammad. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa salatu wa salam. And we make dua that Allah ta'ala must grant that reward to all our hujaj. Insha'Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. But what we have faced and what we have witnessed and what we have seen, me and you, and what the world has faced and have seen globally, and you find the remarks of the non-Muslims that will say, what type of God do you have? He calls your people to his house, and yet this is what's happening to them. We say no. It happened to them and it had to happen to them because it has already been ordained by the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you see the difference between our death and your death is on a death like this in the ibadat of Hajj, Allah has ordained Jannah for the person who dies on the journey like this. But for the one who disbelieves, when he dies, there's no paradise, there's no Jannah. So there's a difference. So you die, you go either to Jannah, to paradise, or you die, you either go to the fire of Jahannam, to hell for that matter. But when we do a deed for the sake of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah ta'ala reward us abundantly on the day of your Mawqiyama. He reward us with that which he has promised unto all of us. And therefore, Jama'atul Muslimin, that this Hajj, this pilgrimage to Makkah, is an epic journey. 
is an epic journey, a journey of a lifetime. It is also a summation of the traumatic story of our faith, of our belief. It is a journey that reminds us about the earliest times of the world of human nature, of fitra, of innocence, of purity, about human forgetfulness that leads us to sinful and shameful deeds. But it is also about redemption, this ibadat of Hajj, the journey, this epic journey towards the Baytullah, towards the Baytul Atiq. It is about redemption. It is about divine mercy. It is about forgiveness. And therefore, Hajj teaches us, Jama'atul Muslimin, about sacrifice. About loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than anyone or anything else. Just like Nabi, Nabi Ibrahim alayhimu salatu was salam did. Nabi Ibrahim alayhimu salatu was salam was ready to sacrifice who? His beloved son Ismail alayhimu salatu was salam. And through it, he earned the title. The honorable title of what? Of Khalilullah, the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore, Hajj Jama'atul Muslimin takes us a journey, on a journey back through time. It takes us on a journey back through time, retelling the moral stories, the spiritual history, of humanity. And with it we visit the Kaaba, the Bayt Al-Atiq, the first place of worship, built before the first church, built before the first synagogue, built before the first or temple for that matter. The Bayt Al-Atiq, the Baytullah, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the home of monotheism of what? of Tawheed, of divine Tawheed in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the cradle, the cradle of Tawheed, of the divine unity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, every hujaj, what do we do when we walk around the Kaaba, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We will walk around the geographical center of Islam, the Kaaba, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, center of the Islamic universe. And this tawaf symbolizes what effort? It symbolizes actions. It symbolizes in a constant circular motion centered around a fixed and immovable idea of what? Of nothing else, of unity of Tawheed. Unity in belief, unity of purpose, in the middle of all, in the middle of all of, of uh, or we can say of a diversity of opinions and differences, or different starting points. But a multitude of people coming from different backgrounds, different nationalities, different mother tongues, different languages, Different colors, different race, 
All of them are there for one purpose and nothing else. But because of the divine tawheed of Allah, La ilaha illallah. Nothing else. Nothing else. Today is Yawmul Jumma, it is Friday. Next week and Thursday, the Hujaj will celebrate Yawmul Uthiyah or the day of Eidul Adha or Labarang. But the day before that, the Wednesday, is Yawmul Arafah. The day before that, it is Tuesday. It's Yawmul Tarwiyah, the eighth of the Hijjah. And with all that has happened to our respected Hujads over a period of days, I'm sure by now you also heard of certain hotels that also has burned in the city of Azizia. These are all designed plans of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. While everything and everybody is focusing somewhere else on the globe, what is happening in Syria, what is happening in Al-Quds, Yet the Muslims has gone into slumber. Yet the Muslim world has gone into slumber. We don't blink an eye what is happening to the Muslims in Syria. We do not blink an eye anymore what is happening to the Palestinians. We do not blink an eye anymore what is happening to the people in the Egyptians with the Muslims in Egypt for that matter, or the people in general. We've gone to such an extent that we are not worried anymore what is happening outside. We are more worried and concerned what is happened to our own self in this compartment, in this four, the structure of this four walls, as far as my family is concerned. Ah, as happening with many, as happening with Onsi, it happened over there, it's somewhere else on the globe. But when Allah Ta'ala shown us the signs what is happening at his Baytullah, now we want to start questioning. But the Saudis is this, the Saudis is that. Could they have done this? No, Jama'atul Muslimin. Everything that happens on the face of the earth happens by the divine will of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And what happened to this Ummah? It is but only a test for me and you. Are we going to wake up? Are we going to wake up? Is these happenings going to bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Does it bring us closer to Allah? Yes or no? If it does not make our iman more strong in Allah ta'ala and to reflect more upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we will become weaker and weaker as days and the years will go on. So for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to test the Muslim Ummah in this sacred month, in the sacred city, and a sacred hour and day that is about to dawn upon millions of Muslims, Allah has the power to do anything. Wallahi. Allah has the power to do anything. But if we underestimate the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we live in a world of, uh, in, a, in a dream world. We're never gonna wake up. We will remain in slumber. And Allah Ta'ala tests us because of our Iman. Allah Ta'ala tests us through our sincerity. Allah Ta'ala tests us through our khushu'ah. 
Allah Ta'ala tests us through what? How sincere are we as far as we make our ibadats? Just look at the dua that the Hazi makes. He says, Allahumma ya Rabbal Bayt, Al-Atiq, A'atika riqabana, wa riqaba abayina, wa ummahatina, wa ikhwanina. Who's ikhwanina? His brothers, his sisters, wa ikhwanina in a plural form. The Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Haji did not make dua for him or herself. Every Haji make a dua for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallatu wa sallam. And how is this possible? The Haji says he stands in front of the Baytullah. And he says, Allahumma ya Rabbal Bayt. Al-Atiq, your house. Your Bayt al-Atiq. Your Baytullah. Your house. Your ancient house, I am standing here, O oh Allah. This is what the Haji says. And he says, Allah, forgive me. Forgive my fathers. For, forgive our fathers. Forgive our forefathers. Forgive our mothers. Forgive our children. Forgive the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Why forgiveness? For our shortcomings. For our slumberness. For our laziness. For our negligence. That we do not want to make an effort to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the du'as of our respected hujaj. You think they're on hajj, they're only making tawaf for themselves? No. What did the Nabi alayhimu salatu wassalam said? Allahumma ghfir al-hajj. Waliman istaghfara lahum al-hajj. Oh Allah forgive the hajji and forgive those. Whom the Hazi is seeking for forgiveness for. So he's not only making dua for himself, he's making dua for each and every one of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa salatu Those people who have lost their lives, they've already been safeguarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The doors of Jannah was widely opened for them. And me and you still had to live on this dunya. We still have to work deeds of righteousness. We still need to come close to Allah. We still need to make salah. We still need to become steadfast. We still need to build istiqamah in ourselves. And so we still, through all of this, wondering and asking ourselves, is Allah Ta'ala going to grant us the Jannah or not? Is Allah Ta'ala going to punish us or not? But it is a sincere belief of every Muslim. It is a sincere belief of every Muslim that through his weakness, through his shortcomings, and the little effort that me and you are making, that Allah Ta'ala to grant us Jannatul Firdaus and Allah Ta'ala to grant us his forgiveness for our shortcomings and our laziness. Why? Because this is our Allah. This is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. This is the all-forgiving and most merciful. What has happened to Hujaz is because of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we cannot see that. It is but the uniqueness of the plan of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That has made this intense niyyah. To migrate towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the Hajj. Hajj is a migration to Allah. Not to the Baytullah. 
not to Tawaf, not to Safa and Marwa. It is not a migration to Arafah. It is not a migration to, to, to Mina, to Muna for that matter. It is not a migration to Muzdalifah. Hajj is a migration to the words the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what these Hujaz did. And this is what they have attained by the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A direct migration towards the kingdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma. The 8th, the Tuesday, Yawmu Tarwiyah. The 8th of the Hijjah, Yawmu Tarwiyah. That will be on Tuesday. The preparation going into the state of Ihram. Preparing for Hajj Tuesday. It is known as Yawmu Tarwiyah. Why? The day of water supply going back right long before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Water supply for the Hujaz, those that go for, for, for Hajj. And the eighth, Yawmu Tarwiyah. What is the Hujaz doing? Nothing else has gone into Ihram. The state of Ihram for the ibadat of Hajj. Go to Mina, perform all the five walks on Mina. Leave the following day, the ninth of the Hijjah, they go to Arafat. What they do on Arafat? They don't need to do much. They don't need to do much. They don't need to ask for a lot. They don't need to ask for a lot. They don't need to make very lengthy and long du'as. The only thing that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed us to say as a part, as the sunnah of our Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam is La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la lahul mulk wa lahul hamd yuhyi wa yumit wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. We all know that by heart and by, by memory as well. And what is the dua, the supplication of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Arafah to Muzdalifah, from Muzdalifah to Muna, what was his dua? Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana waqina adhab al-nar. We know that dua by heart and by memory as well. But how do we understand that supplications? And how did the Nabi alayhim salatu wassalam understood that supplication? That's the big difference. How we understand it and how the Nabi alayhim salatu wassalam understood the greatness and the power of this supplication with the result that he instructed us to make these supplications when we find ourselves on the journey of Hajj. La ilaha illallah, there is no deity except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wahdahu la sharika la. I worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who is eternal. And I'm not the one of those that associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let me look at that. If you can remember, a few weeks ago I make reference to the word E-G-O, ego. And what does ego mean? Edging God out. 
So when you become or the idolism, you idolize yourself, you idolize your ego, and you still, still think when you are going to stand on Arafah that you are better than anybody else, then that deals with La Sharika Lak. Because then you associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you idolize yourself. You idolize your egoism that you are better than everybody else. And the person stood on Arafah. He looks at his right. He saw people weeping, crying. He looks at his left. He saw people weeping and crying. He looked in front of him. People were crying. And he turned around and he saw people crying behind him. And he lifted his hand. On Arafah, he lifted his hand and he says, oh Allah, grant me what they are asking for on my right hand side. Oh Allah, grant me what they are asking for on the left hand side. Grant me what they are asking for on the front of me. Grant me what they ask of you that stands behind me. Everybody weeping. Why? And he says, Allahumma ya Rabba al-bayt al-atik. A'tika riqabana wa riqaba abaina wa ummahatina wa ikhwanina wa awladina minan nari ajma'in. She mentioned it earlier, this dua. Nothing else. Grant me the best of this world and the best in the year after. But forgive me, protect me, protect my fathers, protect my forefathers, my mothers, my children. My sons, my daughters, protect the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And what does the Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam says? There's no day that Allah ta'ala forgive more of his slaves, but the day of Arafah. That means the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa salatu wa sallam. If it is that there are 2.5 odd million people on Arafah, or there are three point odd million people on Arafah, the result of it will be Allah Ta'ala will forgive each and every haji that is going to stand on Arafah on Wednesday, insha'Allah Ta'ala. Why? Because of the words of the Nabi alayhim salatu wasalam, how Allah identifies in a hadith Qudsi to our illustrious Prophet Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa salatu wasalam that he will forgive each and every one and so he stands on Arafah he has let go of that egonism he took off his clothing of what? of that slyness that wickedness he removed the clothing of egonism everything that prevented him from reaching and coming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what did he do? With a naked body, he clothed himself with the clothing of ihram. And he says, Oh Allah, I give myself to you. Allahumma ahrim laka sha'ri wa basari wa lahmi wa dami fataqabbalhu minni, O Allah. Subhanallah. He says, Oh Allah, I prepared myself for you and for no one else. And as I prepared myself in the state of ihram, I've prepared myself for death and for nothing else. And like I've prepared myself for you and for death and for nothing else, that every lump in my body, every hair on my body, my blood, 
my flesh, my bones, everything I give over to you, O oh Allah. And please, O oh Allah, accept it from me. This is the dua of every haji when he goes into ikhram. He does not make a lengthy other dua. He makes the dua which is sunnah, instructed, inculcated, and rehearsed by our beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And no other alim has come up with a better dua than the dua of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallatu wa sallam. Go through of all supplications. Go through of all the duas. Study the entire bab of every madhab, for of every alim that came to wrote the ibadat of hajj or a book on hajj you see. Everything is connected the way the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did it. Yes. You go and learn the hajj by this maulana, or by that imam, or by that sikh, or whomsoever. But you're going to learn it, and that alim is going to teach you that hajj, the way the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has performed the hajj. Khudu anni manasikakum. What did the Nabi say? Take khud, or khudu. Take the procedure of hajj from me, the way you have seen me how to perform this ibadat of hajj. No haji that finds him or herself now in this sacred city of Makkah, at the Baytullah in Makkah. No haji can perform this ibadat of hajj the way they feel they want to perform this hajj. No. It must conform with the way the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has performed this ibadat of hajj. Allahumma innaka ta'ala inna, Allahumma innaka tara makani wa tasma'u kalami wa ta'lamu sirri wa alaniyati wa la yakfa alayka shay'un min amri ana al-ba'isu al-faqir al-mustaghithu al-wajil this is a dua of the hujjads that you will make Wednesday on Arafah, insha'Allah. And what will they say? They will say, oh Allah, you see every place. You see every place I happen to be. You know where I was yesterday. Oh Allah, you know exactly why I, where I was 20 years ago. Where I was 60 years ago. Allahumma inna katara you see every place on the face of the earth. Nothing is hidden from you, O oh Allah. So when he says, O oh Allah, you see every place I happen to be, that means, O oh Allah, forgive me for wherever I've been, that you know what I did wherever I was on the face of the earth. And so he asked forgiveness. And Allah, you have heard all my utterances. The things that which I've whispered, that I didn't want to hear anybody say what I've said about him or her. You heard everything, oh Allah. And even if I haven't said it, before it came, before it echoed, before it came out of our mouth, you already heard that because you've read my mind, you know exactly what I'm going to say. It says, oh Allah, what tasma'u kalami? Hear all my utterances, O oh Allah. Whatever I've said that was that of that which was no good, O oh Allah, forgive me for it. 
And whatever I've said that which of good that you think you are going to reward me, oh Allah, but don't reward me, but allow me the ability to continue to say the thing that which is good, that ultimately will bring me closer to you, oh Allah. Subhanallah. And Allah, you know what I conceal and what I reveal. You know what I conceal of another brother. You know what I conceal of another person. Allah, you know, for myself. I do not want to expose. I do not. Afrikaans. You don't want others to know about it. Allah, you know what I have concealed. And if it is within my right, and what you have ordained for me to conceal the faults of others, oh Allah, forgive me, oh Allah. But reward me if it is that I am doing what is right in your eyes, oh Allah. And whatever I've revealed, oh Allah, you know what I've revealed of other people. You know what I've revealed of the wrongs of other people. You know what I've revealed, the sins of other people. Oh Allah, forgive me for that. Because it was but only due through the weakness of my iman. It is but not only the weakness. The shaitan has controlled me. It's but only, but was only through the whispering of shaitan. And so he says, Oh Allah, أنا البائس الفقير المستغيث وجل And he says, Oh Allah, I am miserable. The English of it is, I am miserable. Meaning miserable, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm concerned of myself. What is going to happen to me? Not on the day of Yawm Al-Qiyamah. But says, oh Allah, I'm miserable with all the deeds that which I've done. But at the same time, I'm worried. Where am I going to go to when I leave this place of Arafah? Where am I going to go to when I leave my after Hajj? Where am I going to go to when I leave your Baytullah, your house, oh Allah? What is going to happen to me from here onwards until you take me away? He says, this worries me. Will I go back? To the same person that I used to be before I come to this Baytullah, to your house, before I come to perform this ibadat of Hajj. I am worried, I'm miserable. Or will I become a better person, O oh Allah? Al Mustaqil Muqirru. Hey Allah, I'm helpless, I'm poor, O oh Allah. How am I helpless? Nobody can forgive me for all the sins that which I have made or have done in the past. Only you can help me, O oh Allah. Only you can assist me. Only you can forgive me. Only you can accept my repentance, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, I'm poor, I have nothing. Why do you say, why does the Aziz say, I'm poor, I have nothing? Because when you're in Ikhram, when you stand on Arafah, whether you are Melanie, whether you are Belani, whether you are the prince or a king, or whether you are a laborer or lawyer, whoever you are when you stand on Arafah, each and every person on the plain on Arafah is equal in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one, no one is better than the other one on Arafah. Everyone is equal. But we will be judged according to our sincerity, our iman, 
by the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if the Hajjis thinks he stands on Arafah, he's a millionaire, or the Hajjis thinks he's a king of some country, he is better, he wants to get royal treatment, Allah, because he king from Saudi, Allah, because he king from D, Allah, because he king from Dai, listen to me first, I am the king of my people, of my country. Allah says, no, put yourself next to the poor person, put yourself next to the person who are less than you, who've got less than you, are reckoned as the poor person. Everyone will be judged equally by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the plain of Arafah, on the hour of Hukuf, the day of Hajj. No one, yes, the Hajjis perhaps, they pay special, that's all they? Huh? Special service at the Khanfa Hajjna. Special service, Allah will be asleep on the carpet, Allah will not trust you, lekker. Special service, I can't see you, Right, they claim us no kissing hook. And I create they have five course treatment, you three, you three course of five course treatment. Ochen, barach and all. Special treatment. No. They come amal they create. But you will still be considered equally to the person that is less than you on Arafah. If even if you bring your millions with you on Arafah, you will still be considered as the same as the person who has nothing, who has zero. You will be considered like the poor person that stands on Arafah. Allah does not look at your millions. Allah Ta'ala looks at our hearts, our kalb, the level of our iman, the level of our insincerity. May Allah Ta'ala forgive us and grant us all of this. And so what does Zahazi end off with on Arafah? Allahumma. لك الحمد كالذي تقول وخير مما تقول اللهم إني أسألك رضاك والجنة وأعوذ بك من سخطك والنار. He leaves with us. This is the final part of his dua. He leaves. I can stay here till next Hajjah. I'm not going to decline. And what is it? Allah, اللهم لك الحمد. Oh Allah, all praise belongs to you. All praise belongs to you. Ya Allah, you've given me hajj, you've given me everything, but all praise and thanks belongs to you, O Allah. And whatever I say to you, O Allah, you know, O Allah, your sayings are better than what we are saying on Arafah. If Azir had to say, Alhamdulillah, Allah knows that Alham better than what we are saying, than the way we are saying it. If we are to say Tawbah, Ya Allah, as the Aziz will say, Tawbah, Ya Allah, Tawbah, Astaghfirullah, Shukri, Ya Allah, Shukri, Ya Rabbi, Shukri, Alhamdulillah, they will repent to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala knows our repentance better than what we know our repentance. When we make istighfar, He knows our istighfar better than what we are saying and how we are saying istighfar or making istighfar. Asking Allah Ta'ala forgiveness on Arafah. He knows us better than anybody else. Allahumma inna as'aluka ridaka wal jannah wa na'udhu bika min sakhatika wal nar. Oh Allah, I ask your pleasure and nothing else but the pleasure of the jannah and a protection from the fire of jahannam. What is the dua? Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi l'akhirati hasana wa qina a'adhab al-nar O Allah grant us the goodness in this dunya and the goodness in the year after What is the goodness in this dunya? 
of all our amals that we have done, all the salahs, the salawats, adhkars, our sadaqahs, everything that we have done that which was good, our reward lies by Allah on the day of Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Grant us the goodness of all of this, what we have done in this, on the face of the earth. Grant us but only the goodness in the year after. And what is this? The reward of the Jannah. And as the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is. For the Haji, he will be the reward of the Jannah for righteous hajj. But when we ask Allah Ta'ala for Jannah, we ask Allah Ta'ala for Jannatul Firdaus. Ask Allah Ta'ala the highest abode in His kingdom, the highest abode in His paradise, and that is Jannatul Firdaus. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant all our respected Hujaj Jannatul Firdaus, insha'Allah. Jannatul Firdaus with the reward of the Jannatul Firdaus. Why? Because the ibadah that they are performing is not merely for uh, to be known as a haji. The ibadah that they are performing is not merely a hajj mabrur and a hajj magbul, but for the reward of it. That is, when they perform it with bir, that Allah grants them nothing else but the righteous of rewards, which Allah has says, the Nabi says, illa jannah, no other reward but the reward of jannah. And may Allah ta'ala mabrur accept all the efforts of all our hujaj and magbul all the ibadats insha'Allah wa ta'ala may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those that is still in hospital in, in, in Makkah al-Mukarramah they're still recovering from the uh, tragedy may Allah ta'ala grant them all shifa'at insha'Allah wa ta'ala of course we've been uh, firstly Eid uh, al-Adha uh, the Eid Salah at this masjid, inshallah, will be at half past seven. The Eid Salah at this masjid on Thursday, inshallah, will be at half past seven, inshallah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. Then, Sheikh uh, Adil's brother, Abdul Rashid um, Brown, is in ICU, is also in hospital in, in, in Joburg, and his wife is also in ICU in uh, uh, Mu'alima Nurani is also in hospital. We pray and make dua that Allah Ta'ala must grant him a speedy recovery, inshallah Ta'ala, and a lot of sabr in the hearts of the families, inshallah Ta'ala. And then we've been asked to make dua for Buddha Dawood's late father, Abu Bakr Davids, who passed away 40 years, 40 years. Shetahiyah Manil, and all, everyone, and Humaira Layla, one year old. Right? And Muhammad Noor Sharif is on Monday, the 21st of September, inshallah. All those who have passed on, we pray, make dua that Allah Ta'ala must grant him Jannatul. For those, inshallah, all those at his birthday, celebrating the birthday, may Allah Ta'ala all grant you a long uh, umar, a long life, inshallah. Wa ta'ala. Uh, then I want to invite each and everyone, uh, the Ottery Islamic Society, because so where I am at Masjid al-Fat in Otri Sunday coming, we have our annual pre-hukuf Khatam al-Quran. Every year we have a Khatam al-Quran just before Hajj, and we read all together, you know, Khatams of the Quran. We have finished off last year just between 12 and 14 Khatams of the Quran from the morning till the afternoon. So invite yourself and your families, inshallah to be part of this program, inshallah, tabarakah wa ta'ala, Sunday at Otri Islamic Society, Masjid al-Fat. Starting at 8 o'clock, we finish off at 
door insha'Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and we read the khatans asking Allah ta'ala to grant all the hujats has makbul and mabru, grant him protection, grant him the health and the strength insha'Allah last year we also coincide it with the Gaza tragedy which happened in the month of Ramadan last year and so we made the khatan this year we will do the same insha'Allah because we have known and we've seen what has happened again within Palestine in the Haram of Al-Quds. So may Allah Ta'ala protect us and may Allah Ta'ala protect all those who strive and sacrifice their life for the cause of Islam. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Shukran. You're listening to the voice of Imam Fahim Isaacs.